once again doing looking back through the files of the Bunyip for Wednesday March the 9th 2022 or 2022 which what do we say 2022 and I'm Kay and I'm here with Jeanette hello Jeanette hi Kay and another beautiful day in Gawler it is it's lovely weather so yeah. lovely to be mm-hmm. here in the Cultural Heritage Centre which has some wonderful interesting things around the room I can see the eagle eagle foundry and there's a couple of mannequins behind us which look interesting yes so are they going to do a costume display or uh, I think so or it might be part of the music display they're going to do for the oh, next 12 months okay. so well it'll be upstairs in the exhibition room mm-hmm. so I think the current exhibition is about to wind up Right. And then the new one will mm. move in, so mm. it's all very exciting. Mm. So here we go, we'll kick off with the first story, which is 150 years ago. The crops. We have been at some pains during the present week to procure something like sound information as to the recent wheat crops around us. It is satisfactory to learn that along the Gawler River, the return has been somewhat remunerative, 10 and 11 bushels being realised. Mr. Sparshot, the magistrate, is reported to admit his returns to be 10 bushels to the acre, while his next neighbour, but one, is said to acknowledge only four bushels. So oh, it sounds like he's a better farmer. Well, yeah, he's probably got more rain too. <laughs> and looking back to the early bunyips in that period, they're very focused on farming. Yeah. And you can see how this was the much of farming community yeah. and the crops, how important they were, yeah. and reporting on the crops and the concern with different crop diseases like yeah. rust and overcoming rust and also coming to understand how to farm in this environment because mm-hmm. most of these were farmers from Europe or a lot weren't even farmers a mm. lot didn't come from a farming background and they got land here because that was the appeal yeah. so they had to learn how to farm and they had to learn how to farm in a different way yes. to what was yeah. how things were farmed so it, yeah. it is interesting and it's certainly much a focus yeah. in that. It's interesting because my neighbour now, he's an Irishman, mm-hmm. about five or six years ago, he said to me, oh, he was tearing up his paddock and it was about August or September mm-hmm. and I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm going to plant a crop. And I said, well, we plant our crops here in May mm. so they get the winter rain yes, and then they come up and we you know, root them mm. in spring. And because he was from Ireland, he was used to planting them at the end, end of, of spring, spring. Yes. So that they would then grow over summer and mm. they would harvest in autumn. And I mean, he just picked it up immediately and he mm. said, Oh, okay, I see. And mm. I don't think he planted his crop after all. He might have put something in. And uh, anyway, now he just plants it at the same time as everyone else. Yes. He plants my little paddock as well. And mm-hmm. he got about 50 bales of hay off of an acre and okay. a half this mm. year, which was a really good mm. uh, yield. So probably with all the rain. Yeah. yeah. But that was the difference, because mm. he was from Ireland, and that's yes. what they were used yeah. to doing. Mm. And, yes, yeah. the techniques had to change a lot when they came here. Mm. The soils were a lot thinner. Oh, a lot that terrible soil. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, 100 years ago, Gawler High School matters. The attendance of the above school has broken all previous records. The roll number is now 133. The average attendance for February, 128. Additional seating accommodation has been secured, and the first-year class with a roll number of 73 is the largest class in the annals of the school. 73? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's just in one... Oh, my goodness. It was probably all in one class. It would have been huge, but back then, of course, not everyone went to high school. No. 
it was only most kids just finished primary school and then went mm-hmm. straight out to work. Yeah. yeah. So high school yeah, was usually for the more well-to-do, yeah. the more privileged families. Yep. That was certainly my parents. They, mum's parents, well, mum's mother couldn't afford to send her to school, and dad's parents or dad's father said. Dad and his brother were good workers, so they left mm. primary school and went straight to work for him, age of 13. Yes. Well, Mum's sister wanted to be a teacher and went to high school. This was mm. in Victoria. But she was always very acutely conscious of being the working class girl in the high school. Mm. Mm. And she was bullied over it. She was. She suffered a year and was so miserable she left. She couldn't cope because... It was just the social pressure oh, on wow. was huge. So she never got to be a teacher? No, she never got to be a teacher. So 50 years ago, well aware of heat problem, the board of the Hutchinson Hospital Gawler is only too well aware of the lack of air condition, has done what it can to obtain conditioning and is waiting for a government subsidy so that it can be installed as soon as possible. Mr G. G. Doldig, board chairman, said this last week and added that if the board had the money, it would go ahead and put in air conditioning with or without the subsidy. Wow, just incredible, isn't it? A hospital without air conditioning yeah. in Gawler. Mm. You'd think, you know, now it would be unthinkable. Yeah, yeah. The one blessing of Hutchin, the old hutch, is that it was on the side of a hill and so they'd be able to open up the building and let the air through. But, of course, when you've got patients in there, do you really want to open up and let all the air through? Yes, yeah. Back then, they also didn't like fresh air. No. Well, 50 years ago, they were probably a bit less fresh air in verse. But 25 years ago, feet first for Jenny. When Jenny Kuzner puts her foot in, she does it with perfection. Jenny, who has lost the use of both her arms through a muscle deterioration disorder, uses her feet to wash dishes, peel vegetables, write and even drive. The courageous 50-year-old has lived with the affliction for more than half her life and says she's grown accustomed to the hurdles it sometimes presents. Just a question. Yeah, that puts their minor problems into a different perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, it's... Ten years ago, men forced from their shed. Members and volunteers of the Willows Men's Shed at Williston are calling on the community to help them find a new home to run their programs from after their sign was recently deemed contaminated by Gawler Council. For five years, the shed has been subleased through employment directions, which leased from Gawler Council. But come this April, the men will need to relocate. Gawler Council Chief Executive Stephen Kerrigan confirmed on Monday the site at Little Paxton Street, Williston, is contaminated but was unable to provide further details on the extent of the problem. Well, they must have got over it because yes. they're still operating. Oh, yes. And, in fact, last year they opened up a new shed. They expanded oh. and Mayor Karen Redman opened, officially opened an extension. Wow. Like a new shed there. So, yes, they're expanding and booming. So, yeah. And they're still in Paxton Street. So I don't know if it's the same site. that's maybe they fixed the it up. So maybe they fixed it up. I couldn't find anything about that problem, yeah. so it might have been fixed up. Yeah. So we might get a story in a few weeks' time about that. <laughs> about that maybe. Good if they follow through, but they seem it to be would. random in, in yes, the stories they yes, pick out. they do a bit. The Gawler Now and Then is the Song of Australia, which chimes with the new exhibition that's coming here. The Song of Australia, 1859. On the evening of December the 12th, 1859, the Song of Australia was first performed in public at the Old Fellows Hall Gawler to celebrate the second anniversary of the Gawler Institute. 
It was reported that between 200 and 300 people attended, some travelling by train from Adelaide for the occasion. Mm-hmm. And there's an image of the cover of the invite, I guess. Some of Australia Gawler Institute, Mr CJ Carlton and Carl Linger. And, of course, back then, that was when Gawler was held mm-hmm. as the Athens of the South. Mm-hmm. It was That's... the booming, up-and-coming little place. Yes, it was. was described as. Yeah. I've got a beautiful description at home that was written in a letter back then about what a up-and-coming place Gawler was and the potential <laughs> this town had. And mm. It really makes it sound like a very exciting place mm. where a lot was happening. Mm, I think a lot was happening in those early mm. days. It's, yes. Uh, and there's still so much floating around mm. in Gawler about the Song of Australia and Caroline yes. Carlton mm. and mm. who wrote the words and Langer put it to the music, didn't mm. he? I think yes. that's the way around it was. So. Yes, he was the composer. It was a very energetic town. You certainly get that mm. reading the old bangers and mm. there's a strong sense of community. Yeah. Why I think we've got the sense now of community in Gawler, I think. Mm. We're still living with that legacy. Yeah. We need to preserve it and look after it. Well, yeah. And fighting at times. Sometimes yes. fighting a losing battle. All right, well, we're finished for the week. Yes, we have. Until next week, Kate. Absolutely, Jeanette. It's always a pleasure and we hope that people enjoy listening to what we read out. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you. Till next week. For all like song.